Hello? Who is this? everybody and welcome to stay on the line a horror genre podcast hosted and created by me tara card and every thursday we talk about something horror genre related and this is going to be a first time for something because we and by we i mean me and my special guests review are going to be reviewing a horror novel and we are welcomed again with basically correspondent of the podcast make some noise for author kelly green She said, I got my podcasting voice on. Kelly Green Ivy here, because that's my handle. How? <laughs> and you know what? It, 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 it's really easy to search you now. Wow, thank you. I can literally I just type in think, Kelly Green Ivy, so. I have you to thank for that, because I don't know how to make things easy. So. <laughs> Kelly and I, a few weeks ago, we were so random. Oh we went gosh. to Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble, if you, if you want to sponsor the podcast, let us know. We picked up this book called Final Girls by Riley Sager. 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 I'm going to say Sager. This is a novel. And Kelly, do you want to read the back of this for us? I You're a better it. speaker than me. Okay. Ten years ago, six friends went on vacation. One made it out live. In that instant, college student Quincy Carpenter became a member of a very exclusive club, a group of survivors the press dubbed the Final Girls. Lisa, who lost nine sorority sisters to a college dropout's knife, Sam, who endured the sack man during her shift at the Nightlight Inn, and now Quincy, who ran bleeding through the woods to escape the massacre at Pine Cottage. Despite the media's attempts, the three girls have never met. But now, Quincy is doing well, maybe even great. Thanks to her Xanax prescription, she has a caring almost fiancé, a popular baking blog, a beautiful apartment, and a therapeutic presence in Coop, the police officer who saved her life. Her mind won't let her recall the events of that night, the past is the past, until the first final girl is found dead in her bathtub, (gasps) and the second final girl appears on Quincy's doorstep. Okay, thank you, Kelly. So, yeah, this is a a horror movie-style kind of book. They want to know what the tea is on the mysterious death of Lisa. Lisa. Basically, these three final girls, which I was like, I don't know why these three white women are kind of the hot shit. But in this world, they're like celebrities, right? What do you want to give, like, as a non-spoiler review of this? We, We will say, we got... Purple Fanta, or sorry, Grape Fanta, because in the book, sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> Fanta, if you want to sponsor us, please do. Because in the book, Joanna. Quincy drinks Xanax every time with a Grape Fanta. So here you can get it. You already opened yours. So. That sounds amazing. I could hear it in here. Oh, let's give our non-spoiler thoughts on the book. So, if you want something that's kind of like an easy read, I think this is... This is easy read. You don't need... I Because honestly, for me, para me, I can't, I can't read a book that has too many big words in it. That's okay. just the tea. I've always had a very low reading level. What about you? Big quotes. I don't... I feel like there's no need for some certain big words. You can get bogged down by it. Me, I am a slow reader. Like, I just need time. My brain doesn't process things that fast. And even though I write books, it doesn't mean that I sit and flip through a bunch of books. I don't know. I think something happened when I entered middle school and my brain just shut down. Because in elementary school... Bitch, were you eating paint chips? (laughs) You said they tasted good! I was eating eating glue. Oh, okay. You know. I thought you better be like, I was eating ass. I was like, in middle school? In middle school, Mimi? I was not that kind of girl. No, I wasn't. I I didn't lose my virginity until outside of high school. Yeah, same. So, no. But yeah, so it's an easy read. It's an easy read. I think it does have some moments that, if it was a boring book, I would have stopped reading it, but I was hooked into it and just read it the entire day. So I was just like, well, I want to know what happens, and I kind of just finished it, so... I would say if you want an easy read, it does have some thrilling moments. So I'm like, oh, what's going to happen next? Or what's the tea? Because Quincy, the main character, 
she doesn't remember much of what happened in her traumatic past, just bits and pieces that she wants to tell us about. Throughout the book, we get a first-person perspective, but sprinkled in between, we get a third-person perspective of her at this cottage area when this traumatic event happened. So I actually, I really do like that. I think Annihilation does the same thing where um, it's like first person, then third person. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, like books like that. Yes, I do like switching uh, point of views and little inserts. Like there's this book I love called Fried Green Tomatoes and they'll have different point of views, follow different characters, little newsletters in between. I I like they can break it up like that. And I think speaking of books kelly and i we're gonna hold it up at the same time kelly and i went to barnes and noble (laughs) and we are gonna do a little haul of what we got because we're silly we we kelly it was kelly's birthday so happy birthday to kelly green we went there and we got some things and now we're gonna do a little haul for y'all i realized that kelly didn't get two books because like barnes and noble fashion they say something and then it's not the thing so it's speaking of like things that like break up the fourth wall or whatever um not the fourth wall like the perspective of things fantastic Mm -hmm. land is a book that i picked up that kelly and i will eventually get to it's by mike brockoven 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 and that seems interesting seems like a horror kind of novel at an amusement park i also got me and kelly um kelly's gonna get this too eventually yeah, we got Excuse it. me, we're going to test the waters. Tender is Flesh by Agustina Batseri... Batserica. Don't know how to say that. It's about a person who uh, eats... It's uh, it's well, about America becoming... It's a, Yeah, it's about America becoming cannibals, I believe. Yeah. Does it even say America? No. No, okay. It just says this this area, the, the country, is eating... They're transitioning into eating human meat because of a contamination with... Mm-hmm. The um, animal meat. Yeah, which that that's very timely. And then Kelly. Oh well, I also got um, an Invisible Man bookmark that Kelly was like, "Oh, that's about a a book." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Didn't know that at the time. I thought it meant the Invisible Man, like the, the movie. The movie. But you know what? I'll I'll take it. I don't care. And we got D and D. Okay, okay. We got D and D. Oh, here, look at the oh, you're, you're over there. The camera's there. D and D dice because we're gonna start playing D and D soon. Yes, and hopefully so for the podcast we can do something <laughs> kind of like D and D related. Okay, Kelly, what'd you get? All right, so I got this book, Black Phone, by Joe Hill, which is Stephen King's son. Yep. And it's a collection of short stories that are all spooky, and I am excited to read it because I know that there is a movie that was made off of one of the short stories. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But uh, Tara's already started reading. Yeah, I've gotten two stories in and I I really like them. Very first stories, well, some things are a little too graphic in my opinion, but you know, that that's what you're going to get out of the 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 King family, okay? So, yeah, I'm excited for that. And you got a bookmark, too, right? Yes. Oh, did I not show No, you didn't show them. Show the people. Show the people in the bookmark. So, mine says, shh, I'm reading. And it's got little tassel with uh, balls. I wanted the... Uh, oh, does it have balls? Be- oh. <laughs> I, want, I wanted the beads on the tassel because I feel like this is going to come undone or something. Yeah. All right. Um, that was our little haul. So after we do this review of the, what is this called? Final Girls. We are going to read the Black, Black Phone. Home. And yeah, we'll keep you up. Oh, oh sorry. Let's have a little police. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what did they make movies on every, like on, on another short story in there? Oh. Okay, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm kind of excited to see what, I love short story horrors. I once read this one about teeth. Uh, and it was basically the vagina. No, it wasn't. Oh, that okay. One. It was basically it was basically a league of uh, fairy. What do you call the ones that go under your pillow? Queers, tooth fairies. <laughs> tooth fairies. You said fairies. Yeah. Well, tooth fairies were poisoning the water stream to uh, weaken the enamel of oh. your teeth so that they would fall out and then they would get to you. But if they, your teeth didn't fall out fast enough, they'd come kill you for them. Okay. Are you ready to talk about yes. Final Girls? Okay. Yes. So Final Girls, I want us to talk about. Oh, do you want the book in your hand? Oh, I wanted my soda because we talked about Final Girls. <laughs> oh, because, oh, we, we're going to, okay, y'all, really? If you read this book, drink every time that the author writes down Final Girls or Grape, grape Soda, uh, how much how much they hate fat people. Um, yep, how hot literally any man she's talking about for no reason is. Any hunky man. Any hunky man. But even if they're not hunky and they're skinny, then she's still going to talk about their bodies. 
So anytime we talk about someone's body unnecessarily, drink. Yeah, that that's honestly my biggest critiques um, about that. We'll get into critiques later. I do want to go over like our characters, our thoughts on the characters that we got. So Quincy, her. overall thoughts on Quincy as a character. Explain Quincy as a character. I hate her. Okay, so um, <laughs> Quincy as a character, she is, she seems to be functioning at first. I guess that's what we're supposed to believe. She is obviously a final girl. (laughs) 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 But she doesn't want to be known as that. She wants Mm -mm, nothing to do with that sort of... But she is, she's living off of the fame, for sure. Oh, yeah. she. So, she. So okay, Quincy has a very upscale life. She is paid through a fund that is for victims of violent crimes. And so that is how she has her house and her uh, lawyer boyfriend lives off of well also like her and in the event that she was in janelle who was her friend that was murdered her like parents like sued the shit out of anyone that could be sued like the asylum because you know plot point of the story is quincy was at a cottage with her friends a murderer comes in and murders a murderer does what a murderer does and kills them and quincy is the last one standing in the cottage and then coop is allegedly the man who comes to save her I want y'all to know that we are getting into spoils right now for the whole book. So we're going to talk about... Speaking of spoils, because we're not going to hit that spoiler yet, but please bring back up the money she has for that later, because it just gave me a question that I don't want to ask yet. Okay. She wants to forget everything that happened at that event. She doesn't remember... She doesn't remember a lot from the event, too. She doesn't remember much. She says she only remembers once her friend started screaming, and then that's it. So she bakes uh, both for her, like, therapy and also for her money, she doesn't make that much money off of mm. it apparently, but she makes like money. She has a blog. But not like shmoney, but yeah. money. Um, so yeah, she has a blog where she bakes things Wait, and... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. We'll finish that point. Okay, so where she bakes things and then she also like blogs about her life. But these people don't really ask her any final girl stuff. Like she is, it, she they know who she is because in this world they're celebrities, but mm-hmm. like it's not, they're into the baking. Yeah. And that is what she wants. Go ahead. I was going to say, biggest pet peeve when you're looking up a recipe, especially when it pops up on someone's blog, and we have a whole dissertation whole about story. their yeah about their life, and I'm like, where, how much... You know what? Do I use three cups of flour, two? Next time I might need to dig into that life story, because it might be some tea in there. I'll be like, I just want to know how to make breadsticks, and they're like, and then he stabbed me. Now, I wouldn't say... He ran into one. my knife. <laughs> he ran <laughs> he into my, my knife. knife he came into the kitchen going crazy. <laughs> Honestly, someone, if you're out there, do a horror cooking, horror cooking, like, vlog, like, write a little, like, horror short story, and then, like, be like, and then in that story, the main dish is, like, something that's Mm -hmm. in the story. Oh, my God, that's such a good idea! We're gonna do it. That's such a good idea. Okay, Okay. uh, Quincy. Quincy. (laughs) So, that's basically Quincy. Quincy is lit. I got so loud. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Quincy is basically cohabitating um, with her boyfriend, her Jeff, not fiance, which Jeff, I forgot to. Who write. I also am not a big fan of, but anyway. Um, yeah, he's an attorney, right? Yes, he's an attorney. He is a defense attorney specifically because we are very interested in a big case he's doing. Some guy killed a bunch of cops. I don't know. So he is defending him, and it's a big point every once in a while because this case is so hard and she has to wonder what do you defend people who stabbed me yeah um you You would defend a murderer and he's like well and he's just like well innocent until proven guilty (laughs) girl so relax Um, and that was instigated by sam who is another character that we have sam is introduced a little bit later not too far into the book probably like third chapter yeah sam quotation marks is another final girl another final girl who comes there after uh lisa's death which Quincy got an email from Lisa before her death that was like, hey girl, hey bestie, need to talk to you. Anyway, she died, which it's thought to be a suicide, turns out to be a murder later, because that's a conflict of like, why would Lisa kill herself? But Sam is a bad girl. She's probably, I'm going to say, is she in her mid-30s or 40s? Because she's acting like she's 22. She's acting like that, but the way they sort of describe, it's weird, the way Quincy first describes her... It feels like we're pushing 40, but that could just be because Quincy's a jerk, and every time she describes somebody, they're, like, haggard. And Sam, you're pushing 40. Relax. Um, <laughs> stop wearing the same band t-shirts and then stealing things. So, in my head, I kind of saw her as a 
as like a spicier Mariska Hargitay thing going on. But really, she's probably younger. She's older than Quincy, though. She has to be at least She has to be older than 10. her because it was like a decade, right? She, yeah, she read about her when she was a kid. So she's got to yeah. at least be in her mid-30s. So we'll say mid-30s. Yeah, or mid to late. She shows up. And soon after, they are released in the news, like, hey, because because they're celebrities, they're in the news because Jonah was there, Jonah, who's an interviewer, uh, a journalist, who tried to speak to uh, Quincy about Lisa's death, she didn't want to hear about it. Apparently, Sam and Jonah were working together to, like kind of get them together so he can get his big story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before that's revealed, that's like way later in the book, they are revealed to be together, and they find out via through shoplifting. They're like, hey, can you... A stranger comes up to them and is like, hey, can you sign this? Because you're a, a person who survived a traumatic event. Like, what world are we living in? That? You gotta, sus- like, suspend your disbelief. I could understand, like, a macabre, like... Mm-hmm, following. Following. But which they cool. They also drag people who are like that they're like oh creepy men who who like uh horror podcasts and yeah. shit like that and i was like honestly the majority of them are actually women yeah they're probably women who are just interested in true crime the women you tried, tried to, to be like, you you try to pretend to be riley you wanted to be me riley is a synonym it's actually yeah. a man who um wrote this book anyway. named like mike or something shout yeah. out to mike what's up mike <laughs> anyway um but no so like they're dragging all the people who are interested in them but still in this world it's weird that they are that le- like a majority of people Bitch, like, they're Beyonce. Like, the the paparazzi is swarming their fucking, like, apartment. Think, for instance, like, yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, there are... Okay, what about, like, kidnapping victims that are found... Not thousands of years later, shut up. Uh, (laughs) Ten years later. (laughs) Thousands of years. Like, JC or Elizabeth, like, people know them, and if they see them, they may be like... I've heard of your story, which could get annoying, but they don't swarm their house like that. Like, oh my God, like, let me, what are you wearing today? Like, because that's weird. Like, we would know that was weird. Yeah. Quincy comes up to Jonah, the journalist, Jonah the journalist, and is like, bitch, do you know what you just did? You just gave everyone my information on where I live because... Oh, that is dangerous. Because before, Quincy had gotten a really, like, serious death threat from mm-hmm. somebody and she, you don't know who it is but basically um, it was like you survived and you shouldn't have yeah and uh, especially with like lisa dying and it's a murder they're like bitch do you know what you just did now we're gonna fucking die mm-hmm. you know shit can happen so those are some characters we have we also have um we talked about lisa lisa is a pretty strong character so that's why they were confused as to why she would kill herself but it turns out it was murder um, she seems like a pretty cool gal. Yeah. She's She wants to help a lot of... Yeah, she's using her survival to, like, help other people get through things. She wants to help people in, in general. Yeah, um, trouble teens. She's a cool person. I yeah. would have liked to have read from her point of view. Yeah, actually, yeah. She's also, like, her cop buddy mentor is Nancy, who looks after her. We don't know too much about her until later in the book. And then we have Coop, who is Quincy's best friend. So Bestie. give us a little... Who Who is Coop? So Coop is Quincy's bestie, even Short though he won't admit it. Yes, Cooper. And like anytime she calls, apparently, okay. First of all, back up. When she was at Pine Cottage, which is the cabin Drive that me. she was in, <laughs> I just remembered it too. Uh, when she was at Pine Cottage and she was running from the killer, she ran into him and he caught her. That big hunky man. The big hunky, big man. Right, sexy. Okay, I'm horny, exactly. man. Sidebar, when she talks about her boyfriend, when she talks about Coop, other people, she'll literally be in the most traumatic sentences in her brain and then mention their... His sweat going down his big muscular arms right. makes me and, want to cream. And I'm like, how how is this relevant? So that's a, that's a note. <laughs> I'm fighting for that's my life. <laughs> I'm dying, but your lips. Mm. Anyway, so she ran into him. He saved her. He shot the guy that was coming after her with a knife. Okay, so... Did he have a knife? Him, he had a knife. He had a knife. He did. Oh, okay. Um, in the chest and then in the head, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and she has this weird fixation where she doesn't want to say the killer's she name. She won't say his name. The alleged killer's name. Him. She's like... She just refers to him. Him. Oh, and pronouns don't matter to people. Then, then who is who, then is, who him? is him? Who is him? Who is him? And I ain't talking Powerpuff Girls, bitch. All right. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so Coop, who is Coop? Coop. The, so, the cop. Yes. Now yeah. that he saved her in the hospital, these police officers were harassing her because they just didn't damn. Leave. They were like dragging her out. Like, You're a liar. You're a fucking liar. All you do is lie. <laughs> and she was and like, honestly, they were honest. They're not wrong, but they were like. Lo- 
they were like shaking her, you know? And she was like, <laughs> They were shaking the table. They were shaking <laughs> the table. And she was like, I want the cop that likes me. Yeah. And so. <laughs> that Sammy, I need him. So, I need him. <laughs> I need his blue eyes that I could see in the middle of the fucking night somehow. Because he's a cat. He comes to her rescue, and she's loved him ever since. But not like that, though. Like a platonic love, allegedly. It's a platonic love, because she has Jeff. Anyway, so he's always there. If she needs him, he's there. At one point, she stopped eating because she was so stressed. He was there. But the gag is, like, he doesn't even live because she lives in New York. Yeah, and where does he live? I, like hours away. Yeah, so we don't say where, just hours yeah. away. He'll I drive. Say Philly. I don't know. He'll drive sixteen hours through the night. Like homie doesn't even have a life. I guess. Yeah, which made me suspicious uh, too. I'm like, you would, are not even suspicious. It's, it was more like, oh, you you like this yeah, bitch like that. Yeah, you want you want the anyway. So um, <laughs> I'm spraying you with water. Calm down, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> bad, bad cat. Bad cat. <laughs> Oh my bad. god. So, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I hit the little notes. Anyway, so the point is damn, this is this is fun. Cool. Okay. So Are you Coop, having a good time? I'm having a good time. So Coop <laughs> is her guy. And he has nothing else to do but go to her back and call. Um, it has to be and, at least like way older. Yeah, he feel. It sounds like again. I'm to really me, I was picturing people. someone like maybe forty five. Yeah, I was getting a like a Robert De Niro esque like I'm I'm, I'm a gruff cop. If you've seen that. Halloween three, uh, the the relationship between that man and that girl, it's very much that age difference. They would but, know if they know. But I guess it's supposed to be giving more Dewey Sydney. Uh, I guess, I guess. I didn't picture that in my head, though. I didn't, head, at all. Was he a little... I don't remember reading if he was older. They don't say how old he is, because once I got to the end, I was like, wait, how old is this guy? So, yeah. I don't know. Dewey Sydney, that was a Scream reference. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, just in case... Queen of Horror. The point is, she wants to know him more, but he keeps her out of arm's length, even though he comes anytime, but he still keeps her out of arm's length. He won't go to her apartment. He won't hug her. He won't, like, tell her anything about his life. Yeah. But that's who he is. And then, so, Cooper and, was there anything? Quincy. Quincy. Or, um, I'm surprised that Jeff doesn't feel some type of weird way about it. I mean, he kind of was like, okay, weird. He was more weird about Jeff, her husband, her boyfriend? Fiance. 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 Oh, yeah, because, because Coop and, like, Coop and Quincy talk about it. Like, so has he he popped the question? Or, like, no, yeah, they're not... Yeah, they're not, they're not fiancés no. yet. Uh, and she's just, like, no, but he will. Yeah. And Jeff's like, mm, okay. Yeah, Je- or, no, you mean Coop? Coop is like oh, a punk ass bitch, mm-hmm. like little bitch. Because if if that were me, I wouldn't accept that. But just kidding, he sounds cool or whatever. Yeah, is basically the vibe. So just to like, um, I guess fast forward and yeah. summarize some things like you know Sam's on untrust- She's untrustworthy. They let's talk about the Central Park thing. So Sam has been hanging out with Quincy for a very long time, more than a week at they this like point. To get drunk in the middle of the night together and just go to Central Park and kind of walk by themselves or wait for a girl to be walking by themselves. They also talk about hookup culture from gay men just being there. I was like, Wait, what was is that? Was that it? Hold the phone. Oh my God, Kelly. They were talking about gay people? I thought they were talking about like guys looking for prostitutes, which also sex positive, whatever. But I thought they were talking about prostitutes. No, girl, hookup culture and the public. It was probably... I thought you found And like, he was like wearing leather too, I'm pretty sure. I just thought that those were the men that liked the nightclubs. <laughs> and that's they Kelly, no, they're talking them. about... He even says uh, male gigolo. I didn't... When I learned about gigolos, they were men who seduced old ladies for their money, but they seduced them. They like had sex with them. Um, they, I'm pretty sure that it was gay men hooking up in Central Park. That seems more common. To I have me. to reevaluate. What Especially they- now, gay men hook up everywhere. Well, now I then I don't like the way they presented it because they're like, oh, he's not that type. Well, that's why they they came up for a cigarette. They weren't bothering them. G- girl, Kelly doesn't even know what a gay person looks like. <laughs> She said, what is a queer? I ain't never seen one of those in my in my lifetime. I get it now. I get so much now. Continue. Kelly, real quick, we are going to go to an ad break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more about Final Girls. By Riley Sega. <laughs> 
Have you ever wanted to support the continuation of Stay on the Line but you don't know how? Well, here's how. On Patreon.com, you can support the Stay on the Line podcast for just $1. Each tier has their separate benefits. Some include early access to episodes, video additions to the podcast, commentary tracks, and much more. Not convinced yet? I'll show you how to even sew a little on the Patreon. Yeah, you too could be a fashion girl up in this bitch. So, if you would like to support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash Stay on the Line and you can start supporting the podcast and its continuation today. Kelly, would you like to welcome us back into the podcast? Welcome back to the podcast where we're talking about Final Girls. So they are in Central Park and Quincy and Sam are just there and they've come up with this idea to just wait for someone to attack this girl and then fight him off because... Vigilante? She she wants to... Quin, uh, Sam wants Quincy to, like... What is it? She wants her to, she like, remember to or, like, get Sam. angry. But let's do get remember angry. that we had to bail Sam out for what must have possibly been the same the kind same of activity. Thing. Yeah. So Sam it likes to beat people up for hurting girls. But it doesn't even... So I guess it kind of makes sense with Sam's character later on. They they do that for a few nights where they, they go out and then there's this one night. Sam's like, oh, I'll follow you from a distance because they then she'll follow her for a distance and then Quincy will be the bait. So Quincy's right. walking by herself. With a purse. And her on, on oh, a... A fake... It, it's, it's it's Sam's bag. Yeah. It's a decoy with just books and shit. Yeah, know. but it's supposed to be a purse so like somebody will follow her and you know attack her for the purse or for something else because like when they attack this other girl they say they're like i don't know if he's reaching for her purse or for her bra i don't know i just have problems with this anyway but she's walking with her purse um and then some guy does come up but he does a houseless person yes he does not come too close to her i want to make that clear he walks ahead of her actually then he eventually stops far enough away to not be like right in her face the way they put it but he says hey uh, do you have any money? And she's like, what? No, I don't have any money. And he's like, okay. And then he turns around to leave. Yeah, he's like, okay, anyways, girl. It's like right. midnight. Right. And she was like, what do you, what, what? You bet, I bet you thought you could get me. What you gonna fucking do about, bro? <laughs> like, it was she like. She starts antagonizing him from the back. Like, I bet you thought you'd get my money. Yeah. And he's like, please leave me alone. Like, he even almost like. Yeah, like, very, like, worried and doesn't yeah. want to be there. He's like, who are you? Like, why yeah. are you bothering me? And she's like, because you wanted my money. She goes crazy. She starts beating him up, like, well, tussling with him. And he's like, I don't want to tussle with you. He pushes her. That sends her off. Yeah. Even though she started it. And. It's full Karen. She's gone full Karen on him. She's like, how dare you assault me? Because mind you, he is a, a Hispanic man. Yes. And she is and a white woman. Man. And I, you know, when I was picturing her and her friend group and all that stuff, I, my first mind didn't go straight to white people. I mean, for her, yes. But then the writer explicitly says, like, especially in Pine Cottage, they're like, yeah, a bunch of white men on, like, uh, native land, something. And oh, I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Like, I never... Like Sam, Jeff, Coop, yeah. they're all white oh, characters. So. Yeah, she, at this point, she's definitely giving me Cardigan, Starbucks Fall Girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the vibes I get from her. But back to um, what you were saying about okay, the... Okay, so she just ex- starts beating this man up in the park. Like, that's what happened. But until her hands are covered in blood. And her, until, yes, until he is, like, gushing. And then... When he falls, a knife falls from his pocket, which gives her, makes her feel like she's right. Now she feels emboldened. She's like, that was a knife. He was going to cut me. Mind you, in this whole time while this woman's attacking him, he never even pulled it, which mm-hmm. he definitely could have. And so she, but she finally gets dragged away from Sam. From she's Sam, because Sam finally shows the fuck up. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And she's still going like, let me at him, let me at him. And then Sam drags her away and then she starts crying and thinking. And she's like, what did I do, Sam? and then they wipe blood from her hands. And it's a park where we have established people are out there, so I really don't understand. What yeah, it, it kind of, like, backfires on them a little bit because the police are like, hey, girl, we found this bag, and it has Sam's name in it and one of the books. I was like, Lord. Right. Which, park that, because I remember she said, Sam, I left the purse, and Sam's like, oh, it's good, honey. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, surely Sam didn't put any incriminating books in there. Like, it's just random books. You yeah. Get anywhere. But her name's in them. Like, Junior, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Okay. So, but even then, like, when they get interrogated by the cops, nothing comes out of it because 
the houseless dude is in a coma okay. now, and he's he doesn't even remember in the end who did it. But she basically gets away with that crime. She, does. she is cop- like one of the violent people that she is also scared yeah. about. And the cop was very much on to her. I think she really wanted to get her, mm-hmm. but she couldn't. And poor Rocky could. That was his name. Rocky couldn't remember anything yeah. when he woke up because the cop was there, very like you're literally lying. It's like those things where people are lying and they think they're good at it, but they're not. That's how the you felt like the police officer was feeling mm-hmm. about them. Like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then when e- when each of them are getting interrogated, like even after all that, Quincy is like, oh my gosh, like. You made me do this. And Sam's like, bitch, I didn't make you do shit. You decided to beat the fuck out of that dude. So there's like that whole debacle. So now Quincy has this whole trust issue with Sam. And this is perfect timing. I can't trust you because I almost killed someone. Yeah, like, girl. I mean, I will say Sam is has been on one. Like, yeah. she's the one that instigated them to go out in the first, first place. place. But yeah. that's so... She did not say to attack a man. Yeah. I mean, Quincy is so really random and a kleptomaniac. She's fully steals some yeah. girl's phone with like... And gets a dick pic on it. shiny. Yeah. Right, Jeff and Quincy go, go to, to Chicago. Chicago. And this is the time that Quincy takes to go to Lisa's old place. She sees Nancy. Mm-hmm. They catch up. But then she finds some information. Yes. One second. Can I just say as a Chicagoan, like a born Chicago kid, the Chicago y'all talk about in these books is not the Chicago I know. And it's very awkward seeing it. Like, right? well, They didn't even write that much well, but on Chicago. Like, it was I just like Chicago, the streets and the art and the, the something in the air. And I'm thinking the subways, the I don't know anything about that. Damn, so you hate Chicago? I love Chicago. Well, I don't know if I love Chicago. My mom I like Chicago. Damn. That's what I'm saying. That was Kelly that said that shit. That was me. I don't recognize from other people is what I'm saying. Like, I have a different experience than a tourist. I'd say the art is pretty good. The the food. Oh, food's great. I don't know. I see different things when I think about Chicago. but And I love them, too. I just... It's interesting. It's like seeing your... It's like seeing your first white person. I did see that in Chicago. <laughs> Kelly saw your her first white person. <laughs> Were they in a cage? No. No. Okay, real quick. Fine. You know what? I actually thought you were going to ask me this story earlier at some point. But anyway. All right. So I was... I used to come here, all right, to Florida for the summers, but in Chicago is where I lived. Now, I did not go to school with any white people. I didn't know any white people. I didn't have any white neighbors. Um, We went to the zoo one day, and there was a whole class full of white kids. And I was like, hell yeah, white kids exist, you know, because I'd seen some before. (laughs) Not hell yeah, white kids exist. I'm going to crop that and just send that to you. But I was just like, and then I was like, wait a minute, why aren't they in my class? And then I asked, I was like, hey, why are those white kids over there? And I'm like, oh, that's their school. I was like, well, why are they? And I had seen like Ruby Bridges, which is about like segregation, but this was 2000 and something. So I was just like, what do you mean that's their school? Like, why are we not mm-hmm. at the same school? And then that's when I realized that Chicago's kind of low-key still segregated. Okay, continue. Thank you so much for that story, Kelly. To go back to this, to this story, Final Girls by Riley, <laughs> fake name. Mike, I think it's Mike. I don't think it's Mike. I, I think it's Mike. Okay. I think it's Mike. Something like that. Quincy goes to Lisa's old place, finds Nancy, and she, Nancy's like, hey, want to help me pack up some shit because they're getting rid of mm-hmm. the house. Stuff. Yeah. So she finds some information about herself, Her, Sam, Sam, and Lisa. And Lisa. So do you want to explain that? She finds yeah. it in a, so a, she, a lock. Right, she goes and she knows how to unlock she knows things. How no, to, was it the same key? key? Bitch, it was the same key. <laughs> she had the same key that she... Because right. she has a locked drawer in her house where she yeah. throws all her fucking stolen was, shit in. Everything. And somehow that she locked like, key... Oh, is that a lock? I have a key. From New York... It's, it works here. It works. In- it's a master key, bitch. Okay. It's a master key. So she was like, oh, perfect. That's a lock. I got a key. Okay. So she opens it. So she finds a file that has information on her. And in it, it has the, uh, what do you call it? The note. The scary note we talked about. About how she shouldn't be alive. She got this, like, death threat. Yeah. And she's like, how could she even have that? So she, so that freaks her out. But she puts her file in the back of her, I, I don't know, this cracked me up. And she put her file in the back of her shirt and tucked it into her pants. Um, but she leaves Sam's file there. However, in Sam's file, you can see that Sam has been different. She's been to different places, right? Killings. And we didn't say this earlier. Sam told her that she had been living in Maine, right? Or she'd been living in one place for a mm-hmm. long time, which wasn't adding up to what... The information, information that Lisa yes, found. She'd been lots of places. Yes. Yeah. Sam, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Sam's been several places, and also by this time we do know that Sam had been here too. We do. Yeah, we find out that Sam has been to Lisa's. However, she lied that she even she said that she never Never even met met Lisa. Lisa. So it's all kind of weird. But so that's the deal. And she closes Sam's stuff. Oh, and she she also finds like text messages or messages from from Coop, right? That she had. Oh, there there were between Coop and Lisa then. It was about something directly about something about not trusting. I don't know if it was not about, trusting Sam or no, not trusting Quincy. I I think it was about not trusting Quincy. Something in regards to Quincy, which made her annoyed or. And in Quincy's file, she had information from the police officers that worked for her. Remember, we were like, the police officers in her room were like, you a whole liar. Yeah. Um, those police officers were still saying, hey, uh, the one that was real at first seemed rude, but really he wasn't because it was like a good cop, the bad good cop, cop thing. bad cop thing. So the bad cop was like, listen, I think, I don't think she's a killer, but something doesn't make sense. And I do agree with that. But my partner, my partner's all in, thinks she's a whole killer. The good cop. And the good cop is like, that's a killer. Yeah. So, and neither one of them have changed their minds in this whole time. So Quincy does start to think that Lisa think I could do this. Like, I understand. Yeah. And we're starting to think in the midpoint where we're, we're getting like, that. did you do it? Yeah. We're, we don't, because there's like one thing in the, in the pine cottage like entries where it's like she picks up a knife and goes to like the, this make out rock where her best friend is basically fucking her boyfriend right so should we talk about like pine cottage just a little like at this um point? if you want janelle invites this this dude just random this dude. random dude him um to <laughs> kelly just rolled her fucking <laughs> eyes invites him to uh, this party and now they're having a, a party right they're having a party with this rando dude that they don't know from adam and he's just chilling though he's like found his own little corner he's sipping on a drink they gave him at first janelle is really creepily into him to the point where he's she's harassing this boy. yeah and he's uncomfortable yeah by he's it. very uncomfortable and um but she ignores him when she feels like mm, he's he's not fun enough uh meanwhile quincy's there with her boyfriend i'm pretty and, sure it's her boyfriend yeah I guess and she's she a virgin anyway. um, her being a virgin is a big is point a in big this deal she ends up, like, when she sees that her boyfriend cheated on her mm-hmm. with her best friend, she decides Pretty to lose her virginity. Too. Because she was going to lose her virginity to her boyfriend, but then decides to lose it to him. The random man. Yeah, she decides to fuck him. Mm-hmm. Just, she just does that. She just does it. So there is something she has been lying about to the police officers, to everyone else, because she does remember that. But it, I'm sure she's like, well, what, is, well, did, what does that did, matter? Did we... Did she explicitly say she didn't have sex with him? She said she can't remember anything after the scream. That happened before. No, the scream wouldn't have been before she had sex with him because... No, I said the sex was before the scream. So she remembered this. Right, but she never brings it up to the... Like, okay. Was that... um, um, They said we can tell that you had sex. Was it coercion? So do you think that they already knew it was from... It was his DNA? Or do you think they were just... Oh, okay. Oh, then sure... Then that's weird. They should have had more questions about that. If I found out you had sex with the person who then killed all your friends, I want to know exactly how well did you know him? Are you sure y'all didn't I mean, I'm pretty sure she said that she didn't know him. Oh, so it's just all weird. Okay, it's all just weird. Yeah, sometimes people have sex with people they don't know, Callie. Okay, but he's just a strange boy. Fine, fine. It, people have sex with people they don't fucking know. know. Okay, just sounds scary. And that hookup culture friends. that you went right over your fucking head, that's what that is. Oh, okay. Well, so she hooked up with the killer, and we all know that. Just not me, because I don't understand. Okay. This. So she hooked up with the killer. Her boyfriend went and slept with her best friend. That was before she hooked up with him. Right. So she saw that. She was angry. She got a knife. No, she didn't. Okay, she saw that. She was angry. No, what are no, you trying you're to say? wrong, Tara. No, because no. why would she have sex with him if she didn't know her boyfriend cheated? She Kelly. didn't know he cheated. Yet. Yes, she 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 went up there, right? Yeah. And then she saw that, came back, and then had sex with the dude. Oh, so they were still having sex by the time she was done? Yes, that's why Janelle comes back running, and him so are running. So they had sex for a whole long time because why she would have never been able to think that it was homeboy. Tara, I know you're. Frustrated, but I really feel like this is out of order. Hold on, can No, it's not. At one point, they talk. She leaves to go up there because she no, senses be, because she left Janelle and her boyfriend left up there. She gets pissed about it. She goes up there, finds out they're having sex, then leaves. And the guy's like, "Don't do anything." Uh, 
and so yeah, she drops she her knife her. there and then goes and then back she into goes the back cab. And then they have sex. Yeah. I disagree, but we'll see. The point is, at some point, her boyfriend had sex with Janelle, which was her best friend, and she was ticked off. She was gonna. I don't know what she was going to do, but she walked out there with a knife, she dropped it, she went back. Then she was just kind of in her feelings, and then she heard screaming. And then she ran outside to see what was going on, and her boyfriend and uh, Janelle, well, she sees Janelle with her throat slit, and she's bleeding all over the place, and she's holding her, and then the boyfriend's like, we gotta get out of here, everybody's like, we gotta get out of here, and then... At some point, they get stabbed. Now it's less important, but the Quincy point Quincy gets was, stabbed yeah, and, and well, just is next to Janelle. So that's really where I'm gonna, I was going to stop with it. I just wanted to make the point that she slept with him because her best friend had done all that stuff, which is why we do start to think, are we sure you didn't kill the people? Because maybe you snapped. I don't know you. I don't know you from anyone. So that was the point I was So we're back in we're back in New York. She confronts Sam. Sam drugs her with, with grape soda. Grape soda. Mm-hmm. She confronts him because she does know that her name... She No, she doesn't... We knew that she's Tina. I don't think she knows that she was Tina yet. I think that she... There's some point in there where she realizes Sam isn't who she is. And I think on her explanation on the car ride back to Pine Cottage, that's what she explains. Because she realized that she was like... she She was watching an interview and it was everything... Everything that Sam said about... Her experience with the Sackman murderer mm-hmm. was exactly word for word what Sam, the real Sam, said in an interview. She just repeated and said the same things. Okay. So then she was like, what the fuck is this? And then she gets drugged yeah. by the Sam that she has been meeting, which is actually Tina. So we're going to refer to her as Tina. She, Tina drugs her, takes her all the way to Pine Cottage, and wants her to remember what happened. Because Tina was actually friends with him, the character who was blamed for the murders, and she doesn't believe that he actually murdered everyone. Right. And something to know about Tina is through Quincy's research, we find out that Tina was um, molested by her father and stepfather until she killed him, which is why she ended up in college. So that does start to make sense in the background of like her trying to track down people who are, and be getting arrested for beating up people who are hurting girls, because that's like her MO. Yeah. And her survivor tattoo... Which we never actually mentioned on here, but she has a survivor tattoo. She has a survivor it's tattoo. It's more about that than it is about being a final girl. Yeah. Um, but I knew from the start, I said, this probably isn't Sam. I did The not. whole time. I I'll thought that honest. was so obvious. I was like, no, it's probably not Sam. And it wasn't Sam. Sam has actually been dead the whole time because we find out because she's retaining all these memories of when everyone died. Mm-hmm. And when she's running to Coop for safety, she didn't realize at the time that he was covered in he blood. He was already bloody. She thought it was her blood on him. He was already bloody. So while she's talking to Sam in this cabin where she kidnapped her, you know, she's slowly remembering all those things. And when she finally comes to that realization... Literally dragging her ass through the And she's like, what are you remembering here? Bitch, she is dragging her ass, whooping her ass. What are you remembering here, bitch? Do you remember anything in here? And, um, so... You think, no, I don't remember anything. Oh, okay, baby. I hate fat people. Okay, baby. And in the story, like, this writer just does not like fat people. How he, yeah. how he writes fat people, it just seems like you really don't give a fuck about fat people. It's weird. I don't know what he needs to work out. But, so, as soon as she remembers what we just said about Coop being the bloody one, of course, like any great movie or book, it all has to happen coincidentally. So, right before she's about to say, because she's like, what do you remember, Quincy? And she was like, it was, and then, pop. Coop blows, uh, well, shoots Sam in the head, and then, um... Sam in the head? Or in the neck, or something. He it's, shoots Sam. Let's just say I that. I don't I mean, I she, she was said, alive, Mimi. You can get shot in the head she, and be alive. She shoots... T- he shoots he Tina. Shoots Tina shoots Sam. Tina Sam. And then he starts getting to tell his story, because the gig's up, you know. He has um, murdered people before, murdered leading people. up to that event, and then he was like, oh, this is the perfect thing to blame it on this guy. Yep. And then um, we find out that he killed Sam. He's the reason Sam's dead, too. The he, real Sam. Yeah. And Lisa. He yes. murdered Lisa. And had sex with both of them. Both of them. And he had sex with Quincy. Lindsay. Yeah. He has... He's gross. He just sleeps with you and kills you. Uh, well, he didn't want to kill Quincy because Quincy's like his sick obsession. So, but he killed Sam and yeah, he was like, yeah, she was a fat bitch. And so, uh, <laughs> he literally did say that. <laughs> it was awful. And then he killed Lisa because she was starting to figure him out. I don't even know why he went to, well, cause he's sick. There's no good explanation for what he's doing. Cause he really could have left all this, let all of it go. 
But then he's like, yeah, I wanted to kill you, but then you were, like, so beautiful, and you thought I was saving you. And I was like, damn, I guess I got And the cop was now. the bad guy in the end. Yep, he was the bad guy the whole time. And I think Lisa, Lisa figured that out before she got got. Um, yeah, and that's why he killed her, and why she sent that email to Quincy her. in the beginning. Yep. So, that's what, okay, so once we find out that Sam was right, that her, sorry, Tina was right, her friend did not kill those people... You talked about how Janelle's family sued the crap out of everybody, including the asylum. Yeah. And that's the money that she gets to live on. Would she have to return some of that money because it wasn't the asylum and the asylum should be able to, like... I mean, mean? the asylum still had people break out. Okay, well, that's true. But they weren't responsible for the death. Well, I mean, his name is going to be cleared, but the asylum was still responsible for a breakout. So they would have to deal with that anyways. And and if if anything, they can sue the police department. They should sue the police department because they've definitely had him on their payroll unbeknownst this whole time. Quincy gets the upper hand on Coop and kills him and then Tina survives. And yeah, that Tina goes to jail for fraud. Free my girl Tina. Yeah. She did nothing wrong. If anything, Quincy needs to go to jail. Yes, I would love that. I would have loved that was an alternative. You want the the sequel to be a paragraph long, and it was like, Quincy spends six years in jail for assaulting somebody. Tina's out living her best life sipping mojitos. Yeah. She sees on the news, like, girl survives an attack, and she comes up, and like the last words are like, she goes and meets this girl, and she's like, I'm going to teach you how to to be be a a final girl. Quincy can't teach herself how to not... Drown her Xanax in Grapeco. Like, what? Why is she all of a sudden ready to teach her how to be a final girl? She's not ready. She needs to go to like all kinds of therapy. And she got a divorce with, or then she broke up with Jeff Jeff because she screwed a cop that she's wanted to screw forever. She didn't even need to tell him that. She really didn't. That's true. I probably would. She's lied about so many things. She could have just said anything else. She stays killing people she thinks kill people, bro. Overall thoughts. There were some definitely high points. I won't rag drag it all. There are some good tense points that made you wonder. I got tricked a couple of times, and takes a trick to know a trick. Oh, Oh, damn, boy! The red herring of Sam being the killer, but it really. Or possibly Quincy being the killer, but it ended up being Coop was great. I will say that. I like that. Although part of it felt forced at the end. I feel like we should have done a little more fleshing out on Coop, but I don't really care. I'm glad he got killed. Oh, I, and I don't know if we said he wrote the he wrote the threat to oh, yeah. Quincy because Quincy was wasn't, was being basically self sufficient and wasn't relying on him and he was like, I need you to like, rely on me. So he did the threat and then that's what got Quincy back to him. Yeah. Into um, his arms. My complaint would be that I didn't like the main character and I wish that she got punished for the things that she did and I would have preferred to follow a whole Tina Snow book. Or that is not it. That's Megan Tina the Snow. That's yeah, that's <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Tina Stone. I would read a Tina Stone book. Yeah. I think my favorite part definitely was like the reveal in the end. That was good. I actually liked the cottage scenes a little bit more. I wanted to see how that played out. I liked when uh, Quincy threw up on Jonah's shoes. I thought that was kind of funny. It was all like black. She like fully threw up. She saw a picture of the guy that she accused. She saw him and then just like threw up on the floor and passed out. And now Coop is the new him. Now she can't say Coop's name Mm -hmm. anymore. Now it's him. Poop now. Poop. But yeah, she threw up on it, and then they said it was all black and goopy, and it made me think of, like, uh, Jennifer's body, when she just throws up all those black spikes. Mm-hmm. I would say my least favorite part would be, like, the writing. Like, while it's a, it's easy to read, and I think it, it's definitely engaging, it was just like, I told Kelly, I was like, I think a white, I, I was like, a white person wrote this book. I thought it was a white woman, and then I looked up the author, and I was like, oh, it was a white man, that makes sense, because it was so, like, fixated on, like specific women's bodies mm-hmm. and then i don't know i i, I knew, something in me just knew i'm real slim and fit and yeah. I'm a survivor and and like, i'm and I'm, and I'm a beautiful like pretty girl i'm, I'm super like, pretty yeah like even though i've been through a lot i'm very pretty yeah something about the writing just seemed a little bit off yeah it was engaging though very engaging it takes a lot for me to be engaged in a book because um, i can get lost very easily you ever just like read a book and then you mm-hmm. realize none of these words are retaining to yep. me so. this was retaining to me so yes. um easy read it's about almost 400 pages, right? Or 300? It's uh, 350 pages, yeah, so. so not bad. Yeah. Any other thoughts in regards? I would like a Tina Stone rehash. What would she talk about? We already we'll know her story. From her, well, I would, 
is it illegal to rewrite a story from a different point of view of a character that someone else made? But like, is that like fan fiction? Is that what fan fiction is? That's probably fan fiction, but you wouldn't be able to, if you, you couldn't actually publish it, you would probably have to change the name. I mean, that's what Fifty Shades of Grey was, a fan mm-hmm. fiction of Twilight. Huh, that could be fun. Well, are you going to write it? Maybe. Just write your own damn thing. Okay, fine. Damn loser. Okay, <laughs> Kelly, where can we find you? We can fi- you can find me at Kelly Green Ivy on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find my podcast Pick It Apart anywhere you find podcasts. That's Pick It Apart. P I C K I T A P A R T. Kelly Green Ivy. K E L L I G R E E N I V Y. And I'm Tara Card. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D. You can find me under most platforms under that name. You can find this podcast on Stand the Line Podcast on Instagram, Stand the Line on Facebook, Stand the Line TC because someone took Stay on the Line. They haven't been active since 2009. So, like, what's the T? Can we just, like, deactivate counts that are inactive? I feel like that would make sense. And you can find this podcast on Patreon.com. Patreon.com forward slash Stay on the Line. And I'm going to read our patrons right the fuck now. All right, so we are going to read our poo-poo, or pee-pee poo-poo tears. So we have Caitlin B, we have Willow Whisper, Kiki.com, Keith W, Pobre, Zincat, Coronation, Winnie, and Rebecca Carlson. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can now. You get commentary tracks at the $1 tier and at the $7 tier, which is the highest tier you get your name read on the podcast as well as you get to vote for future commentary tracks so once a month you get a commentary track and i think i might start doing bonus commentary tracks for the highest tier and then i have some sewing blogs up on their regular fun blogs for the three dollar and seven dollar tier and then the video edition of the podcast is also at those tiers too so yeah even just one dollar will help you get an early access to the episode as well so i agree all right so any last words on this book report? Did you have fun reading this book? I had fun. I did have fun reading this book and talking about this book. So I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I don't regret reading. <laughs> you know what? I, I haven't thought, I can't recall the last time I read a book, probably 2017, that I read fully through a book. So this was a fun way to get back into reading. And we will be reviewing The Black Phone next. And then maybe one of these books too. I don't know. Do you think you would read other works by Riley Saker? Um. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> Cut that, bitch. <laughs> Riley, you let me know. You let me know. You know when someone's <laughs> voice gets a little high pitch. Okay. I think I'll do one. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Tara Card. And I'm Kelly Green Ivy. And make sure you stay on the line. Bye. Bye. Look at the camera, Kelly. Bye. Bye.